0: Podcasts.
1: This is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Uh,
0: on the other side, San Francisco, who, by the way, we talk, we talk all this noise about. to Stidham, Devontae, they lost the game. They didn't lose. <laughs> lost in all this. is <laughs> San Francisco still won the game. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, I, uh, I thought, played really, really good football. Uh-huh. Uh and I thought he was great. Um and he looked and he looked great as well. Um some of the stats that he he racked up came, you know, obviously a little bit later in the game, but that's all good. I thought I thought he played yeah, critical really, really moments in the game. Yes, hundred percent Uh 12 targets, nine receptions, one oh one, and a touchdown. I put together a
1: really, really good game. He's been putting together a fantastic season too, and and yeah, um, I wanted to talk about Ayuk because listen, I kind of want to talk my shit about IUK a little bit, man, because, <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is, this is why I believe so strongly in like reception perception. And as a stuff like a year to year thing, like, look, I I've, I've, I've lived this life with, with Tyler Lockett before. Um, like remember you and I had those, like we've talked about him before yeah. the, the videos about Tyler Lockett back in NFL network in like 2016. And like, Oh man, this guy, is going to be a superstar. Uh, the reception perception data shows it. And it didn't happen in the box score until like 2018, you know? And, and right. man, I, I, I took the lumps for locket and being too excited in 2016, you know, and um, look, it's a testament to the players. Nobody cares about me. I'm some goofball just sitting here watching, watching what they're doing. <laughs> this is I'm just, I'm just making note of what they're doing. And Ayuk was this guy, man. Like he is, he's definitely grown and developed uh, into the guy that he is this year. But he has shown, and reception perception has shown. I mean, seventy five percent, seventy five point five percent success rate versus man coverage as a rookie, and he's gotten better and better and better. Um, And look, it couldn't have been a more disastrous start last year. You know, uh, from a fantasy angle, getting excited about Ayuk was a disaster. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, the benching, the the doghouse stuff early in the early last year, it was a disaster. But what we've seen this year is exactly, and what we saw against the Raiders, perfect example. Like he was coming up with these critical catches uh to get the team in position to win the game. Like they could have won the game in regulation. Um yeah. but like that's something that that shouldn't be lost, you know. Um that the fact that they got like Brock Purdy got him down there and then Robbie Gold missed the field goal that then pushed them into overtime and then they eventually win right. it in overtime, whatever. But Purdy got him in position. IUK helped get him in position uh to win the game in the end. But yeah, man, I, I think I'm just so um I'm very pleased and feel very validated about how IU has played this year. And I I, like, he's going to, he could cross a thousand yards uh, next game. And like the 49ers have every incentive to play in week 18, because they can still get the one seed, like depending on what happens with the Eagles and stuff like that. Um, But right now, I think even,
0: I I think them even fighting for the two seeds actually really important because yeah, because uh, if, if let's say Philadelphia locks up the one, right. Okay, fine. But, Think about that team right now. It's like they've got their star superstar quarterback. He's banged up you know, yeah. again, like should something happen after their first round buy, the number two becomes very, very important um, in terms of where they're at. So no, I, I think they've you're right, like regardless of whether or not the one is in play, I think the two being in play is actually really important for them as
1: well hundred percent. So um, I, you could get to a thousand yards um next week. He's sitting on 954 and eight touchdowns and he's just been so much better than the numbers indicate. Like that's, right. that's the thing here because the, the numbers are what they are, but he's sharing an offense with George Kittle and, and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel, but he has been the consistent biggest factor, I think from start to finish. Cause he's just, just cause he's played the whole, the whole uh year. Mm-hmm. He's been this good, man. He's he's just an incredible receiver that I still think is just getting started. So um, that's my. I'm sorry, that's my little victory lap on on Ayuk, and just because um, the guys, it's one thing when you know RP is like, hey, this guy's the guy, and he goes out and has the year, and it's awesome. It's another though when they like when it doesn't happen right away. Um, yeah, but I, I feel I feel that Ayuk uh, is a very um, a very validating case for reception perception because of how he's played this year
0: the nine catches was a season high as was the 101 yards as a matter of fact the 101 is his first 100 yard game of the entire season um you know again you kind of look at the numbers Matt and you I, I think when you' look at the box score as you mentioned um, and you look at his overall stats season long stats you'd be like eh. Hey, he had, a, he had an okay game or he had an okay season, right? Like um, you're, he'll, he'll probably finish with just a little over a thousand yards. Uh, something like, you know, maybe like 80 catches, something like that. Uh, but has, wasn't highly targeted. And I think you look at the catch rate too and you say, okay, well, you know, 68% catch rate. Okay. That's, that's okay. That's, that's okay. But it's not, it's not amazing. But when you isolate his play and this is what reception perception does, he's just getting open um, at a very high rate. And I think the
1: quarterback play certainly has not matched, uh, his play as well. Uh, he, I I said this on Friday. So good, good to say this a couple days before he has his best game of the season. But I said this on Friday Mm -hmm. on, on Twitter that he is going to shape up to be the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, do you know ball tests at wide receiver? Because (laughs) if you're out there like, Oh, I don't get it. What do you, what do you mean? He has a business of the production, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, but you don't know ball because watch the guy play. He has been incredible this year. And just think about like, by the way, think about all the other guys in that offense and think about all the way that that team still calls plays. Right. So the production stuff, shoot it in the moon. Don't care. Watch him play. Um, Look at the reception perception numbers, which is a direct uh, all that is, is watching, watching him play. That's that's watching the games uh, and just a reflection of that the guy is a, is a stone cold stud. I mean, he is an, I think he is a already a, he's a hundred percent, a legit number one receiver, just scratching the surface. Guy's been incredible this year. So he is shaping up to be, um, one of, if not the biggest, do you know, ball tests, uh, at wide receiver when we're having some off season discourse.
0: I am very interested to see what San Francisco does at quarterback, man. If they, and listen, Brock, we talked about Jared Sidham, Brock Purdy has been Wow. What a find. Awesome. Uh, it yeah. has been. Yeah. What a find for them uh, at, uh, at quarterback, because again, I mean, look at how many of these other teams go to their third string guy and they're they're just throwing up all over their shoes. <laughs> like Brock birdies out here actually making plays, you know, uh, is he a great quarterback? No, of course not. But golly, uh, I'll, I'll say this. The guy's not, he's not scared. He ain't scared. He's going to go out no. there and make plays, man. That's what, uh, that's what I liked about seeing Jared Sidham. He's just going out there, just letting him, let him hang out, baby. Let's go. Uh, Brock Purdy's got a little bit of that in him too, uh, which is great to see. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boom podcast available on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. But that being said, now if San Francisco gets a, an upgrade at quarterback, whether they, they they find one through the draft, whether they sign a veteran, um, whatever they do, they need an upgraded quarterback. Uh, look, I don't care what anyone says. Jimmy Garoppolo's not it. Um, he's I think he's a, a fine back agent. Yeah, to hide, to, but there's all these rumors that San Francisco is going to try to bring him back or whatever. Because, but like, why? You know. But
1: but why would you do that when like Brock Purdy, at the very like bare bare minimum, has done just a, been a reasonable facsimile, like done a great Jimmy I agree. Garoppolo impression. Totally 100, 100, agree. One hundred six point <laughs> four passer rating since week twelve. Um, totally agree. Come he's on. offered by the way he's offered a little bit more with his legs he's definitely like and look he's not perfect on these throws i get it but he definitely will push it more than jimmy will push it uh for the I most agree. part like there were times this year when jimmy was pushing it down the field a little bit more but in terms of like deep outside the numbers uh, brock is brock is pushing it so and, and by the way jimmy's a, an injury risk he can't he, that part of the reason that i think that the 49ers sold the farm to go get Trey Lance was they weren't confident in Jimmy's ability to stay healthy and consistently be available. So if you're the 49ers, why would, if it was me, nobody's asked me, but if it was me, I would just say like, Hey, I'm, I'm walking into 2023 with Brock Purdy, who probably could win a play. I mean, why could he not win a playoff? game? Why 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 couldn't they win the Super Bowl with Brock Purdy? That's number one. Like I'd walk into it with Brock Purdy and like, if Trey Lance goes and wins the job, like is just better than Brock Purdy in the offseat. Like why not have it? We haven't had a real, like a good old fashioned 50, 50 chance quarterback competition between two guys who are interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, like we've had the, Mitch Trubisky. Well, they didn't shoot. Even the Steelers were like, nah, Mitch Trubisky starting week one. Can he pick <laughs> that guy a chance to start week one? Like we it's usually like yeah. dusty vagabond veteran and um young guy who is definitely gonna take the job eventually. We haven't had like a good old fashioned, hey, 50-50. This guy's like give this guy a 50% chance, this guy a 50% chance Whoever wins the job gets the job. We hadn't had one of those in a while. Certainly we had one on like a good team in a while. Why can't why can't it be? Brock Purdy and Trey Lance in twenty twenty three. I think that that's what I would do. I love it. I love it. They're not going to do it, but I love it. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I kind of, I kind of feel like they might, but just
0: because San Francisco is like, one of, and like, and, and this is Shanahan and a, they're, they're just tinkerers. They tinker all the damn time. They don't stick true. with their guys. Look what they've done at ru- the running back position. They, they can't help themselves. They're the fantasy manager. That's changing their line of 15 fucking times every week. <laughs> they don't stick with their dudes. They tinker all damn day because, Because they think they can outsmart the trends or outsmart the numbers or outsmart the room. That's what Shanahan does. You know they're going to tinker this offseason because that's what they do. I don't
1: know. I I do think there's (laughs) another. But there's definitely another side of Shanahan that's like, you know, look, this guy, Mr. Irrelevant. And now look what I've done I've oh I've that's made, true he's yeah okay I've that na- okay
0: I like that narrative I like that narrative a lot okay yeah. y-
1: you, I'm like sold. I, you know this there's this whole like idea that oh Tom, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna sign Tom Brady because he's because he grew up before he died or was fat, didn't you know um why would Kyle Shanahan want to come and be like you know what I really needed to get I you know what I needed to get over the top I needed Tom Brady to come save my ass to get over the top it's like no nah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Brock Purdy or this guy Trey Lance who yeah, uh, sure, he was the third overall pick. We traded a bunch of first-round picks for him, but the guy barely played football for like a f- hundred years. And you know what? I made him into a superstar <laughs> player. It's, it's, all about, it's all about Kyle. It's all about the flat brim making this thing happen. That's right. And I think that's, that's right. why they'll go with those two guys.
0: Dude, you 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 know what? You sold me, dude. I love that
1: <laughs> I love that. I t- it's all about the flat brim yes hundred
0: percent you're right they're going Brock Purdy next year dude that's it done deal <laughs> I love that um okay hey listen we, we've gone a little long here talking about nonsense but that's all good hey listen uh in a couple of days here by the way if you're not subscribed to the uh, to the podcast please do that uh, we're gonna be keeping uh, this conversation going um all off season long and you know to be honest with you A lot of the offseason conversation, I think, is going to be really, really interesting as well. Uh, So many folks find what Matt does with Receptor Perception uh, to be fascinating in terms of what he finds um, in terms of his findings from this season and applying it uh, into 2023. So we shall see what's going on there. But uh, so, again, uh, go check out ReceptorPerception.com. Obviously, Matt's got a YouTube as well. Go check that out. Uh, But if you're not subscribed to the podcast, we would very much appreciate you subscribing to the podcast as well. But in a couple of days when we uh, do our second show of the week, uh, we will break down our best and worst calls of the season. There needs to be a little counting done every now and again. I always get mad when fans are like, oh, these guys never tell you when they're wrong. First of all, BS. Like there are so many of us in both you know, the journalistic space and in the fantasy space, we'll tell you when we're wrong and we'll tell you why we were wrong. So that, that whole narrative to me is complete and utter BS. Anyways, this particular show, not going to shy away from that either. Uh, so we will talk about our. You know what it is, spot- by the way,
1: it's usually the, it's What's usually it? the people that the, the same people that uh, like, why don't you respond to every question on Twitter or whatever? It's so, cause not everything happens on Twitter. Like maybe, maybe consume the content. Like,
0: I, yeah, in my recap yeah.
1: in my recap article for Yahoo, I publicly <laughs> flogged myself on the podcast for this morning. I flogged myself for my da- – like I'm pretty sure I said Daniel Jones, like Tyrod Taylor is going to start games for the Giants at some point <laughs> this year. Yeah, I ripped myself for that. Like consume the content. Yeah. I guarantee you we'll tell you when we're wrong. We're just – not every exactly. fantasy analyst is going to come – and there are well, – by the way, there are people who do shy away from – Telling you when they're wrong yeah. or whatever, but uh, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm certainly not going to do this. Cause like, uh, I-, I got a life. I know James is not gonna do this. Cause he's got a life. We're not going to put out a, a, you know, a statement from the offices of James Coe or Matt Harmon, like tweet every, you know, every time something goes wrong. So give me a break
0: come on man like, it doesn't get off Twitter
1: sense. get
0: get off Twitter consume some real yeah. content for God's yeah, sake there you go add a baby uh, so anyways yeah so we'll talk about our best and worst calls of the season uh, of which uh, there will be some interesting takes there for sure uh, but yeah and then after that again we go to once a week and, uh, and again we're just going to be bringing you you know hot fire takes all off season long and it should be a lot of fun we're going to talk ball come on man come join the ride uh, subscribe to the podcast as well alright so for Matt Harmon I am James Go we'll see you